Welcome to Oddball Sports, your all-round sports podcast. I'm NMH, one of the hosts of the Oddball Sports podcast, and I'm glad you've chosen to listen to our podcast. But before we get into this episode, all thoughts and opinions stated by all the hosts are the thoughts and opinions of that said host and do not reflect the thoughts and opinions of the podcast as a whole and the thoughts and opinions of the other individuals on the podcast once again it's nmh enjoy the episode you're about to listen to welcome mm-hmm. to the first the first official episode of the oddball sports podcast i am one of your hosts nmh and i'm joined here today with two of my other hosts today in diane and david Kofite. So for the games we saw this week in the Champions League, let's start with Tuesday night where we saw Barcelona get thumped 4-1. And we saw Liverpool come away with a two-goal victory against RB Leipzig with what they hope hopefully ends their bad run of form, which has been mostly since the middle of December. They've been on a terrible run of form, but more recently they lost three straight games in the league before coming into the this Champions League tie against RB Leipzig, where they won two goals to nil, but their goals came, I don't want to say easy to them because nothing is easy in football, but Leipzig did make two put their goals. So tell us what you think of the Tuesday night Champions League matches. Diane, speak. I thoroughly enjoyed the PSG game. As well as the Liverpool game. The Liverpool game, I think, I was glad to see them um, back in form, but also not. Salah played well. I glad to see uh, Alisson. What was Alisson? I mean, Alisson ended up keeping his fifth, 50th exactly. team for Liverpool in all competitions, which he's gotten yeah, to well, in 14 yeah. on, like 50 clean sheets in 114 games, despite his recent troubles. Like, in, the, in the league. It shows the class of keeper he is. Or actually, Diane, what do you think about that? The class of keeper he is, regardless of his sporty form recently. I mean, it shows that he's still world-class, even though, you know, the, the slip-ups have helped us as well pull away in the top spot, which I'm not Please, we'll get about. to Man City later. We'll get to Man City. <laughs> I'm not complaining about that at all. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah. David, like, well, how did you see the matches on Tuesday night? Um, I think it was it was good games. Um, having, first of all, Champions League written, it was decisive to see. And first of all, I would want to talk about the game. It was shocking for me. Um... I mean, I, I, I knew they would lose, but then to the extent that um, they'll be trashed and overpowered by one person, Kylian Mbappe, is, is, is amazing. Um, yeah. Tuesday games were solid, and I, I could enjoyed every single one of them. Um, Liverpool game was one that I was actually keenly taking an eye on, hoping that um, Liverpool will actually do something. And they, they actually convinced me by, by beating Albi Leipzig. Klopp said, um, I mean, the odds were against them. They, they weren't expected to, to win that game. But they, they did it in an amazing fashion. And yeah, so I was, I was just to the teams the teams that played on Tuesday, they were, they were, they were good. And I mean, the results mm-hmm. show just how the second leg will turn out. Obviously, Liverpool... PSG will progress. So let's transition to the Wednesday night games, uh, which saw Porto beat Juventus 2-1 at home mm-hmm. and then lose to Dortmund 3-2 at home. Um, we saw Erland Haaland. Dominate. Sure. Yeah. Let's go through those games. The Porto. Let's go through the Porto-Juventus game first. Well, Juventus on the back were very weak when I was watching the to, game. To me, honestly, Juventus might be in trouble this season. I think Because so. they bought Ronaldo, what, two years ago now for the sole purpose to win the Champions League. They faltered in his first season with Allegri as their head coach. They fired mm-hmm. him, sorry. 
They faulted again, backed him. Now they have a third coach, Perlo, who I think they believe is going to be their long-term option. So mm. I know the it's 2-1, they have an away goal and they st- might still progress further in the competition. But my like my question about them is, do we actually see them winning the Champions League? they play no I, I don't know who i don't i don't, I don't believe so because there's there's clearly problems at the back of the communication i don't know why and you know defense wins you games and titles well, i was watching a game but i mean defense wins you titles but honestly parts of the game i watched where defense just let porto players run at them and then get shots at um we're check chesney like it was do you guys really care about the competition you're playing and do you care about at all because the furthest they've made it so far with ronaldo is the quarterfinals and then they lost to like it's sticky but dave what do you think about juventus and the game they played on wednesday before we move to dortmund and early in ireland yeah um that game that game was a bit surprising for or a lot of football candidates. It was a game Juventus had to win. And also, um, having Cristiano Ronaldo going back to Portugal, I mean, with Juventus, was good. And the, he was welcomed out and all. The thing I can actually point at is Juventus, Juventus cannot be rid of completely like this season when it comes to Juventus League. Um, the very good at the gods was very much important. And it will prove otherwise when Porto goes to Turin to face them in the stake. I didn't, like, honestly, when they brought Perlo in, and yeah. to like to me, I thought like they brought him in for like a f- three to four year project, f- saying you know we've won the league this many times. Forget about the league. This team needs to be rebuilt. If you look at their defenders, they have Danilo suspect defensively. You have Chiellini, Bucci, who are aging. You've brought in um, Demiral and Delict, who are young players. You see, okay, Alexandro is also over the last two years he's been up and down. So basically, they need to that whole defense apart from maybe um, Delict and Demiral. That whole defense needs to be revamped. And then the yeah. forward line brought in Morata. They brought in Chiesa. They still have Dybala, who's not playing as much this season, surprisingly. But legit, it seems like this is a weird season for them. Like It could be a weird season where they still end up finally lifting the Champions League. But it seems like they've taken their eye off the league title this year. And then if they're focusing on something, it looks like rebuilding the team is one. And then hopefully winning the Champions League would be the other one. Yeah, but the truth is, Pelo Pelo's not the right person to win them. There, he's not the person. So who would you and think the right person is? I think they, they they probably might have to go back to Allegri. He, he has he has he has a good name there actually, and and if he continues to struggle, it it, it won't be it won't be so good in bringing him back to help them because um when he when he was with Juve, he has shown that he can he can bring them those like those laurels when 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 he gives the patience to work. Okay, so yeah. let's move to Haaland and, and, and what he did this week. Right, so, right, so um, Haaland, I don't know if you saw a quote after the game where he was like, he, he watched Mbappe. He watched Mbappe. Mbappe. <laughs> right. He said so, Mbappe uh, and it motivated him to get goals against Sevilla. Mm-hmm. Elite mentality. This, this is this is this is someone who is determined to 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 be at the top and still compete. Yeah. I mean, to be, to be motivated by what Mbappe did, come on the pitch, score two goals and assist as well. He's ready. He and Mbappe, they are ready to take on the world and show us what God. They are very young, but the numbers that they are coming up with tells us that very soon. Messi and Ronaldo will fade, and these are the names we should. Yeah, most definitely. Do we see Manchester mm-hmm. City winning the league right yes. from where now? They're t- can no I, question. Can I ask the question, please? No, no question. Before you even finish the the the, the question, I've, I've I've answered. You know the question. <laughs> yes. Who's winning the league? Have Manchester City already won the league? 
Man City have already won the league. No one's on, no Man- one's challenging us. Can I chat, please? Do we see Man City <laughs> League with the ten point gap they have so far with fourteen odd games left in the Premier League season? Do we see them now, winning? Yes. Now you can yes. answer. No one is challenging us. No one is good enough this year. The way we've pulled, but uh, no one, no one challenging if, us for real. If okay, then my follow up is if we if you have City winning the league, how do you see the rest of the top four rounding out? Chelsea's up there, I think. So you're only naming three clubs. I don't want you naming six. Give me your top. <laughs> I know. <It's> <laughs> um, Chelsea. And you. If Leicester continue their run, I think Leicester are still up there. If Let Leicester me talk about Leicester. Huh? Brendan, Rod- Brendan Rodgers is allergic to success. They'll, they'll fail like they did last season. At the end of last season, they'll fall out. <laughs> <I think> so. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, though? What do you guys think? Oh, see, I see... But my top four would be um, City, Liverpool, United, Chelsea. Okay, fair enough. Even though it hurts me to see, David, what would be your top four? If you, if you have, do you see City winning the league? And then if so, how would how do you see your top four rounding out? Actually, yeah, I think um, City are runaways. Um, I, don't, I don't see anyone catching them at this point. The three that they are on is... When it's a match. It's, it's, it's a match. Yeah. Don't worry. And Come Sunday... Yeah. Come Sunday, Arsenal. Yeah, no, Arsenal are not beating us. Relax. Stop this. Stop. Relax. Stop it's this. not gonna happen. Stop this before you even it. <laughs> Please don't, don't embarrass yourself. <laughs> but yeah, um, with my top four, I'm already looking at City. Obviously, mm-hmm. coming first, um, United coming second, Chelsea third, and Leicester fourth. Mm. I'm not uh, believing in Liverpool are so too, too temperamental. I can't. I, I don't think they're too inconsistent. I don't think they can. I'm not sure. I feel they they've can. turned the corner. I feel the game against Leipzig has helped them turn the corner. Really, we'll see. Look. I said what I said. <laughs> okay. The same with Arsenal. We'll see. We'll see you guys this weekend. All right. Mm-hmm. So since we're still in the middle of the pandemic, which is very serious, and we keep seeing it take people's lives on a daily basis, do we think? the NBA should still be hosting an All-Star game this year, even after they promised their players they wouldn't do, have an All-Star game this year, and they, they changed their mind. We saw the All-Star starters come out yesterday with mm-hmm. um, LeBron and Kevin Durant going to be captains for the East and West, respectively. Do you think there should be an All-Star game this year? Because of always, because honestly speaking, the NBA still has to be postponing games on a daily basis. Yeah, I think... Want yeah. an All-Star game. So do we think the All-Star game should be happening? Yes or no? And I mean, why? Well, so for me, I think um, I think it should happen. It should happen because um, people expect a lot from these games. And I mean, at the back of COVID, having the All-Star games gives people some some form of entertainment to mm. go to and and there, there are a lot of sponsors on it okay mm. there's there's money to be made so some way somehow you might you might you might not try and have a lot of crowd coming up you and play their game but i'm sure there'll be some plan to have people stay home but still get involved with the whole the whole setup and get going yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be different. I think All Star All Star Weekend is all about the fans and the spectators as well. But right, um, in these times, I agree it should happen. I think like from home we can enjoy it as well. To me, I don't think it should be happening. Like I love the All Star. <laughs> right. I enjoy watching All Star Weekend every year. But honestly, the players were promised that there would be no All Star game this year. The NBA, the league ended up breaking their promise to the players. Like, first of all, but I'm not, that's not my first issue. My second issue is like, these people are professional athletes and they're human. Like, 
they're professional athletes, but they're human beings first. Like okay. some of them are having to live in bubbles away from their families. And this five day break they were gonna get was going to be the time they were going to spend with their families for the most part. Like now that you're taking that chance away from them to come and entertain we the fans, like they entertain us on a daily basis when they play matches. It's not an all-star game that is now going to come and entertain me. Like last night, LeBron and the Lakers played Kyrie and James Harden of the Nets. Like it was a good game. So like, but I also think All Star Weekend also brings um no forget All Star. Like, no, not but just NBA. it's it's but, really, so think, but yeah. the, you're you're thinking about the money you're gonna make from sponsors and TV and all that. I understand. Like the NBA is a business. Mm-hmm. But like on a personal, like I'm looking at this from a personal level, not a, like a financial level. Yeah. At the end of the day, like I know every every day finances will be like personal things like everything we see it in our everyday lives but like i thought the nba would show a bit more compassion to the players but just the money has overruled it so was damian Lillard snubbed of the robbed. yes but who yes should, he was robbed who should he be starting over luca or steph if you Luka, think Luka. Luka. you should I, I feel it doesn't really matter <laughs> Definitely. Nah, Steph has been. Have you seen Steph? He's going to be an all-star. Steph should be there. I don't care. I don't care. Steph should be there. I voted for Luca and Steph. Legit, low-key, the only reason I'm not going to bat for Dave is I low-key miscalculated and forgot about him in my back court. So. <laughs> low-key, at the back of my mind, when people were arguing, I said, oh, yeah. Dame is there. I understand the frustration. Do you think he was robbed? No. Do you think he was robbed? No, honestly, because legit, the fan vote is a popularity contest. And if we're looking at Donovan Mitchell, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, and Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell will always finish fourth out of all those four players. So I didn't like, unless the media and the players were going to vote him number one, he wasn't really, I didn't see him as a starter. I know he's definitely going to be an all star, but I didn't see him as a starter. Yeah, yeah. But personally, yes, Damien Lillard was robbed. Now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I have him over Luca. Yeah. Let's move on to the, the um, Australian Open semi-final that happened this past week mm. between Naomi Osaka and Serena Williams. We saw Serena Williams lose in straight sets, six three six four to Naomi Osaka. And after the game, there was some talk about whether Serena will just retire when she was waving goodbye to the fans in the stands. Like it seemed yeah. very emotional. That's very what emotional. How that she, looks like she is going to walk away from the game of tennis. So first, of, my two questions are: Do we see her retiring from tennis? And if she does retire, what will her legacy be to you? Because to me, she's the greatest tennis player period of all time. Being the greatest, I think I would say it's a bit debatable because Margaret Court and Steph Graf, I mean, I've also shown that yeah, because because in her effing week. But then what happened? What happened with Osaka? I think um. Osaka was just good on the day, and she's awful. But Osaka's—it's not like on the day. Osaka's just good, and she knows how to beat. She knows how to beat Serena. They played before, and I feel like when I was watching the game, there was some there was some shots and some points where you just see Serena deflated, and Osaka just dominate with footwork and athleticism that comes with being younger. Obviously, age plays a big role in, that, in this. I feel if they were playing each other in their prime, Serena would probably share like she did to most people when she was in her prime. But this is yeah, that's, like, that's, a that's what happened. Yeah, that's the difference. This yeah. is like right now we can't look at age right now. Like it's Osaka's time to shine, and she looks like right now. I think Osaka's better. Like right now, she, yeah, if I right now I think she is a better player. And as of now, she looks like she's the future of women's tennis. Yes. 
But I agree with Serena. A lot, a, lot, um, it's a lot of factors, right? Yeah. Hair, hair giving birth, the yeah. whole COVID uh, before getting to straight to, I mean, be part of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Had a tool of preparation. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Osaka, Osaka is, is ready. She has always been yeah. ready. Just she's she strong. Can, at this moment, she's she strong. Point, but then she's ready. Um, I just hope Osaka that, I just that tomorrow, tomorrow she'll, be, she'll be prepared enough to, I mean, get to win the... Secure the time. Yeah, because it will be shocking if there's an upset in the final. Or... Yeah, but I feel like the next the next Grand Slam is Wimbledon. Oh? So Serena has that much time to think. I'm not sure. I don't think. Close, I, don't, I, don't think I don't think she will retire. I don't think. I don't think yet. If it if not yeah. yet, then maybe after Wimbledon. Yeah, she 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 needs to either equal that Grand Slam record. Uh, yeah, I think she wants to. Yes, she wants to do. Diane, quick point of Diane, quick point of correction. Um, the French Open is in May, and then the and Wimbledon is in June. So French Open okay. before. French Open before. Okay, but I'm not sure she'll retire yet. If not, yeah. after the French, maybe after Wimbledon, but maybe this definitely this year. She was she was a bit emotional at a post match press conference because yeah, she was very she emotional. Had, she, she had just lost the game, and they they only they asked her. Whether she was to retire. Yeah. So she, she had to leave the press conference, you know. I think it's a bit much that they asked her that right after. <laughs> it was a bit rude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, she, couldn't, she couldn't take it. Yeah, because I think there's a, there's, there's, there's a standard we expect from her. And if she doesn't meet the standard, then people start to question. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit tough for her. Yeah, but then, but then we, we will surely see her on court again. Um, I think so. Yeah. I believe I mean, she wants to go out with a guy. So. I mean... That's the that's what comes with greatness. Like you're criticized as a lot. I feel she's this, this is the last point we're gonna make on this topic is she's probably been the most criticized sports person from what she wears, people being yeah. discriminatory. What she looks like everything. How she's built, like yeah. endure yeah. a lot as very a tough black female tennis player who yeah. is American. Exactly. Like yeah, she had to deal with a lot. Throughout her career, yeah. so even I, I hope she's not done. But if she is, like she's given us a great mm-hmm. twenty plus years. No. Of, like, she won't treat her like this. Yes, exactly. Versus Holland, who would you want to sign at your club, and who would you want in the future out of those two players? If you had to build a team around either one, who would you want? For Mbappe, why? Interesting. I would want to be. I want to have my team around him because um I think he adds more than just goals on the field of play. He's the kind of player who assists and scores. Does a lot of work on the on the field. Haaland doesn't give that for me. Really, I disagree. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, share your disagreement. He doesn't give that is... for me because he's just about goals, all right? When you compare when you compare both of them with goals and assists, Mbappe is even ahead of him. You get it. So obviously, it's also and who is ready the other. And so it's Mbappe for me on the day. All right, Diane, mm. you said you disagree. Go ahead, show it. Because his physicality, his athleticism, his goal scoring um, abilities just he just dominates every single time. Like, and he's so clinical in front of goal. I mean, goals when you also called then goals when you thingy. But as well as um. I, I think it's just the whole package. You're not gonna lie to you. Um, you said gold you thingy. The culture. <laughs> goals, goals, goals when you league titles. Goals when you um champions league titles. Goals when you world cup titles. Is goals when you games. Defense wins you type championships. But <laughs> yes, it's very <laughs> true. Yeah, so I think it's just a full package for me. Like I just lo- lo- love watching Harlan like play because there's no way in front of goal that he'll miss. There's no way when he's 
even running from the midfielder, he'll always get there first. He's hard working, I feel. Yeah, on the pitch, the guy dominates every time. All right, so for me yeah. personally, I have to before, then, I have to... before, before then, um, between Haaland and Mbappe, you know who is the big game player? Haaland doesn't show when the big game. I mean, he only has two big games a year, and it's against Bayern, and that's the best. <laughs> yeah. Legit. And the guy plays in the score. Did he score? I'm still sticking with my, with my man. <laughs> All right, so for me, I have to back my guy, Arsene Wenger, who came up this week to say he almost no, signed. please. So <laughs> if, I'm building, I'm, if I'm building a team, I'm going to build it around Mbappe just because Arsene Wenger is still the best coach of all time. And yeah, okay. <laughs> player, player the guy said, well. said, said he wanted to sign Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi at, at the same time. Fam. Every player is Fam. in the Arsenal. <laughs> The Ronaldo, the Ronaldo one, um, United messed us up. Okay, so <laughs> talking about Manchester. Okay, Kofi, please tell us how Ghana are doing at the under twenty Afcon in Mauritania, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Mauritania. Well, we are doing fairly well. Um, Coach Carizito and boys are proving to to be a mainstay in the competition. Under twenty has been our one of our assets when it comes to Ghana football, and and in Mauritania they are showcasing that to the world. Um, we played Tanzania to go Charles them for four zero, dominating performance. Fast forward, we played against Morocco earlier this evening. Um, it wasn't, I mean, the best of performance from the black set slides, but um, they were <laughs> settle for a zero zero draw, which puts them in not too comfortable position, but something to hold on. They go on to face Gambia on Monday. So overall, they've they've shown that um they can they can match any team in the competition. But then what they need to do is gel well and stay in plan because it looks like formation the formation, the coach the coach is not consistent with his formation because what what he used today is what he used in the previous one. So I mean tactically a lot has to be done to make sure going for it we we put the right things in place and make sure we win convincing because the game to show that we could have done better but. We had to just settle for a zero draw. So basically, that's what's happening in, in Mauritania at the moment. The game going to be on Monday, and um, a win from that game will automatically be the black satellite progress to the next stage of the competition. Okay, let's come back to football locally. And this week, we saw the fans of Ghana's second most successful football team, Accra Hearts of Folk, protest the second. Second, please, please, please. Koto <laughs> technically has more titles than them. Let's let's be serious. like I'm speaking of facts. I'm not speaking of bias. <laughs> we saw their fans go to their the Hot Folk building this week to protest the board and how the club, in their opinion, is being mismanaged. We saw their coach Costa Papic resign this week and then take a job yesterday or today with the South African club, Black Leopards. And when he left the club, after he resigned, he said he didn't like the way the board was trying to manage the things he was doing in the club. And he didn't appreciate that, so he left. Um, So, David, can you you tell us more about the situation? And Diane, we'll come back to you on how you see, like, how you can see the club moving forward after Dave gives us all this information. I see. So, basically, um, I was actually at the heart sector uh, on day that I decided to hold a press conference to, to, to put out so that the board can hear them out. So basically the problem is that um and the heart board are pulling their weight um and, and they their fans wants to get a club and manage the club themselves. So 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 they are willing to put it like bring bring in money 
and buy the, the highest shares at the club so that they can manage the affairs of everything that goes on at Sakura Castle Folk. How viable an option so is this, that? This, this is basically... For fans what, to come in and then basically buy, let's say they buy 51% of the shares of Accra Hatsu Folk. Who are they then going to put in charge of running the club? Because you, as a fan group, you can say, okay, we're putting money together to buy the yeah. um, club. But at the end of the day, one person is going to have to make the decision because you can't say... 200 people are going to make a decision because there's always going to be infighting within that those groups of people. Like, it's human nature. Infighting will always happen. So how viable an option is that? I mean, which, whichever way you look at it, there will still be um, back and forth over decision when it comes to decision-making. Obviously, the fans, the fans they, 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 are, they are a group and they have leaders, okay? So they will, they will certainly come up with a, t- um, a team who will be managing those things and be appointing coaches and those things. So it is still in that same shift. Just that um, you wouldn't you wouldn't see it as a serious club anymore, knowing that you have fans deciding how to to what coach we want and bring him in. To be, it, won't, it won't work. And even with Costa Papage, what one thing one thing that every single game after after they've been beaten or they've drawn, he comes to the press and then he's like he teaches the guys this thing training. They come on the football pitch on the match day and they don't they don't. They don't play like he told something at training. So he's he's always complaining and I mean, frustrated over how things how things pans out on the on the field. You get it. And 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 on the day that they were the fans were on the street demonstrating against the board, they also held the press conference. Nine um the things that they heard in the media that Scott Papage has said that there's there's influence above on player selection. So it's like every week they are telling him which player he should fail and which player he shouldn't and failed. So that's one of the reasons why he he decided to leave the club. And the players the players were also sabotaging him the coach because they are saying that there's racism in the team. A player gets it, goes off for yeah. like three months, comes back, trains for one or two weeks, and the coach just puts the the player in the team to start matches. So the ones they were there during that three months that they were training every day, you look them and play how fit play. So they were sabotaging him, and on the on the day that members had the press conference, they actually brought in one of their players, which is Fatal Mohamed, to come and speak on behalf of the players. Which I think it's it's, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more or less like more or less like the 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 board were using him as a scapegoat, sort of, to save the blushes. Okay. Reports coming in is that um, Lai Kingston and Richard Kingston, um, former Blasters players, have taken charge of the team on an interim basis to try and, and lead the team to, I mean, the, the match the 14 of the Ghana Premier League game and probably subsequent ones <laughs> ahead. That's a tough situation. Exactly. Very, very tough. Yeah. Very, very. And I think, and I think, has to focus it's more or less like an ordinary club. Okay. When 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 you come uh, time to time 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 <laughs> you wanted to fight me, but you're just giving <laughs> points. Ordinary, ordinary when it comes to reason, compared to other clubs that they are competing with, they don't have the materials to match some of the teams in the league. So it makes them ordinary. Yeah, I'd say yeah. so. <laughs> if you're an ordinary club, being second in Ghanaian football history is above ordinary. So yeah, basically, I was right. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't deserve time. Okay, okay, okay. We are not ready for that. What do I know? What do I know? <laughs> 
What do I know? <laughs> right, let's talk about the since we're talking about the crowd house of folk, let's talk about this match week. Are we match week fifteen? Is it fifteen or sixteen? The games that are going to happen this weekend, the fixtures for this weekend. So match day fifteen of the Ghana Premier League. One match has already been played at the time we were recording, Friday. 10 p.m. Yeah. We saw Ashanti Gold beat Indiana Stars 4-0. The rest of the matches for this game week see Inter Allies play Wafa at 3 p.m. tomorrow. Breakroom okay. Chelsea play Dreams FC at 3 p.m. tomorrow. Sunday sees Bechem United take on Legon Cities at 3 p.m. Carella Liberty Professionals Sunday at 3 p.m. Parts of folks who we just spent a lovely amount of time talking about with their coach leaving them and the club being in disarray take on Ibusia Dwarfs at 3 p.m. on Sunday. Almina Sharks take on Midyama at 3 p.m. on Sunday. And 11 Wonders take on Accra Great Olympics at 3 p.m. on Sunday. So, matches are happening. Well, there's one match tomorrow at 3 p.m., which is Inter-Allies at versus Wafa. And then six matches taking place on Sunday. Wow. So, that's the wrap-up for the Ghana Premier League. The fact we're going to leave you here with is presented to you by Diane. Is it? Diane, what is our fact? Yeah, the fact this week is, watch this space, because I see they're going to thrash my um, Arsenal. Thank you oh, for listening to the podcast this week. That's not a fact. Yes, it is. It's a solid fact. Would help me. The fact of the day is Arsenal are the only team in recent Premier League history to go invincible. They did this. They achieved this feat back in 0304. Hey, Arsenal love to talk about their history. You know? <laughs> every Arsenal fan I've talked to, every Arsenal fan I've talked to, I'm sorry. To talk about I'm sorry. Do you have a gold trophy? <laughs> yes. You have, no, no. Yes or no question. Do you have a gold trophy? <laughs> ah, yes or no. I was living in the present. Oh, looking back. You have a golden trophy. Soon come, soon come. Soon come, yeah. Soon come, soon come, soon come. It's not this. Keep quiet <laughs> and enjoy the rest of this week because it's been NMH, Diane, and David Covite on On Ball Sports. Yes. We'll catch you next week. See you next same week. Same time, same place. Right, Hopefully. Bye. It's On Ball Sports. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. We're out. At Bisput. Oddball Sports.